ladies and gentlemen. It was Judgment Day this week in the second round of the playoffs. We had two semifinal matchups to determine the championship game. Also, in the loser's bracket, we had the toilet bowl. Andrew and Pollock versus Jamie. Who's going to get that last place punishment? Who's going to be stuffing their fucking face with pancakes? or standing in the median with the homeless, holding a sign that says last place in fantasy fucking football. Then... We also had a three-way game to see who wins back their $250. Ryan versus Shane versus Chris. Then we had the three first-round playoff losers, Taylor, Adam, Bunis, and Tim. They essentially had meaningless games. I honestly don't even know what to think about those three teams just sitting there in a parallel universe sucked into a vortex of nothingness. I did have a talk with Taylor about that topic. Maybe he'll uh, get a chance to talk to me later if he wants to share those thoughts. I don't even know if he cares about football anymore. Got to do a quick shout out to the Buffalo Bills for ramming a broomstick up Bill Belichick's ass this week, stealing back the division. All right. All right. No more BS. You know what? I'm just going to tell you how these high stakes Judgment Day games played out. Number three seed, Victory Formation, versus the number seven seed, Danimals. Leading up to this game, the mad scramble on both sides to fill in that weak spot, that hole in the starting lineup. Of course, we all know at this point, they did not get the players that they wanted off waivers. Like, this week, it was Ronald Jones and Antonio Brown. So these guys, they got to resort to leftover table scraps. That is, of course, except for Justin, who got the inside track on breaking news about Dalvin Cook getting COVID. He scooped Alexander Madison off waivers before anyone knew what was going on. He claims his inside source was a fat, bald guy with a big forehead living in his grandma's basement. Justin ended up losing Tyreek Hill to COVID early in the week, but then he ends up getting him back a couple days before the matchup. Now, Joe, he had nobody playing on Thursday. Justin had a chance to play Jeff Wilson Jr. for the Niners, and he got 17 points, but he stayed on Justin's bench. So then Saturday comes around, Christmas Day. Joe let a couple stallions out of the barn. Aaron Rodgers put up 28 points. Jonathan Taylor, 18 points. Christian Kirk, 11 points. Not exactly the most dominant performances by those three. Then Sunday morning games come around. Joe gets 20 points from Jamar Chase, only four from Tavius Murray. In that same time, Justin gets 20 from Justin Jefferson, 18 from Alexander Madison, 9 from Dawson Knox, only 5 from Russell Gage, which means he decided to leave Sony Michelle on the bench who put up 29 points. At this point, Justin is projected to win still, but just slightly. Now Jalen Hurts, David Montgomery, and Tyreek Hill still yet to play in the late afternoon games. I checked in with DeBoe just to see where his head was at. Joseph DeBoe. Hey, yo, what's up, K-Flow? Hey, man, first round of morning games, Sunday. I got to check in, see how you're feeling right now. Um, I don't think I'm feeling too good, man. Um, you know, you got uh, no fucking running back in my second spot. Um, you can thank the fucking fucked up waiver bullshit for that. Um, two weeks in a row, those motherfucking cocksuckers and their bullshit let me get on waivers dude and my my games don't matter dick but let's pick the fucking running backs dude so everyone else can be fucked so i'm pissed i didn't start st brown because of fucking tim boyle playing quarterback i'm like fuck that i'm not starting him and i start christian kirk instead like a fucking moron that's how i'm feeling right now 
Well, dude, I'll, I'll tell you this. Who would have fucking predicted Tim Boyle to come out and do anything but throw 17 interceptions? I mean, That's exactly right. That's what I thought, dude. I said, fuck this. I'm not watching this game. I'm not doing yeah. anything because it doesn't matter. Tim Boyle's going to play. St. Brown's going to do nothing. He's going to sit the bench. And then, oh, by the way, let's, let's dick tease me all fucking week thinking Swift is going to play. And then at the yeah. last fucking minute, let's pull the rug out from under him. So then I got to go pick a bunch of garbage running backs to fill the fucking spot because everybody's on the fucking IR. Dude, I mean, the options that you had this morning were not – all of them were trash. I mean, you're just like – you end up going Latavius Murray because it's like, who, what else did you have in, it, well, in with no Baltimore's situation? So I thought, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, but, but Mark Andrews gets 15 fucking catches and 3 million yards. That makes sense. Yeah, where, where are these, like, third-string quarterbacks coming from? I mean, that shit could fuck me. As soon as I dude, saw that the Ravens are going – man, you're not getting fucked. <laughs> you're fine. Dude. I will put it this way. I'll put it this way. Dude, Radke is, give, is like, he's playing lights out right now. Dude, Andrew's 30 points. T fucking Higgins has got, like, 45 points right now. Like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah, and Jamar like, Chase had none of those five touchdowns. Zero. Dude, none of them. I mean, Joe Burrow's got to spread the love a little better. Come on. Like, I mean, all the T well, Higgins had 100-something yards, though. I mean, he's, he's still got <sighs> yeah, me over 20, fair. which is fine, but... I don't really give a yeah. fuck, man. The St. Brown thing was a mistake, and that's how I'm going to lose this. Even with Latavius Murray as my second running back, you don't fuck. So have, I'm stupid, man. The guy is hot as hell, and I shouldn't. Have, I should have started him. It's dumb, dude. Have you have you looked at the score though? Yeah, I'm only up by ten or twelve, but he still has fucking Tyree Kill, and David Montgomery just started, so I'm done. And even though I have two players left, they're not the caliber of those guys. Well, projections would say that this game is basically it says on favorite will. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I don't understand how. how. <laughs> Dude, do you know save this for you is Monday Night Football. Jalen Waddle. Like Dude, this could be New Orleans. Though, come on, dude. He'll get a one. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Although he could be you... pissed coming back from the COVID list. He could be pissed. I don't. I don't know. Man, we've seen some strange shit happen. New Orleans no, know, is going to be starting their third-string QB. Yeah, but their defense is really good. I mean, it doesn't That's matter. True. I mean, it, it's – so I think here – here's what's going to happen, dude. He'll win because Tyreek Hill was allowed to play. But because the Kansas City Chiefs is why those fuckers were allowed to play. You look at all these other teams, Cleveland, the Lions, like whoever, you know, if they're not Mahomes and Brady and all these other guys, dude, those COVID tests fuck you over the weekend. You know, yeah. but when it comes to Kansas City and Dallas and Tampa and, and all the teams they want to win, New England, you know, then the COVID tests don't matter. It's garbage. The whole fucking policy is garbage. They need to quit testing these guys, period, unless they're sick. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, I knew that's going to be a problem and it's going to continue being a problem. The amount of people dropping out because of COVID is, is crazy. I thought I read something like, like they they are making an amendment to like playoffs where I think um, like if you're not symptomatic, no you're not going to get tested. You can't just cancel yeah. those. You can't cancel those yeah. games and try and move them. Yeah, yeah but that whole thing with the Ronald Jones, the fucking Ronald Jones waiver wire, dude, that's 20 points I had sitting out there. Man, man, oh, man. Like, I don't know if you saw, yeah. but like three or four days ago, Rex Burkhead was on there and I'm like, he plays for Houston. I'm not picking him up. He fucking got like 40, 42 yep. something for uh, Adam. Fuck it. 
Yeah. I fucking saw that, man. That's, Rex fucking Burkhead, dude. Rex fucking Burkhead. Who would have thought, man? Who would have thought? <laughs> dude, I was so close to picking him up, man. I was like, fuck it. I'll pick up Rex Burkhead and just see what happens. Because I, I was desperate, dude. dude. I knew. If there's some way yeah. I can squeak this out in any way, I don't think I'm going to. But if I could squeak this out and Elijah Mitchell's back next week, I'm not losing. Man, you know, like... I mean, you've had some of your solid horses had to stay in the barn for the last couple of weeks, man. You've been, yeah, you've been you've been scraping I by. Mean, they dude. haven't you've been played fucking by. three, four weeks, dude. Yeah, and I'm scraping by with garbage, but mistakenly not playing a Monroe St. Brown one in my gut. I knew not to start Christian Kirk in my gut. You and I talked about this thirty fucking times over two days before the lineup yeah. got set. I, you and I were like, hey, I'm like, what about, should I just play Christian Kirk because Arizona's desperate, you know, and Tim Boyle's going to start. Goff isn't playing for the Lions. I think it's going to be a problem. And and I'm, then my gut told me I go to bed that night, God, I should put St. Brown in. Same thing last night before that fucking Cardinals game. I think I should start St. Brown. And I kept going back and forth. And then you and I both went back and forth. We both said the same yep. thing. Like, ah, maybe let's just not do that. Neither of us would have. Dude, could you imagine that last-minute rug pulling of James Conner not playing? And if you didn't start oh, Devin Singletary, like, oh my God, you see that shit? Like, like that would have fucked stupid. Me. Yeah. we were that close to saying keep James Conner in, and then I saw that come across yeah. the ticker. You were making dinner, and I'm like, Kevin, make the switch now. Yep, yep. That I mean, yeah. thirty minutes so, before game time or some shit, like just fucking bonkers. That's not okay. That's not okay. DeAndre Swift was ruled out at fucking 10.45, and it's 11 yeah. o'clock start here in Arizona. Like, come on, dude, yeah. don't dick-tease me all week thinking he's going to play. Dude, it's got to be all strategy. It's all strategy. Like, like, they probably knew that shit, and they're just not relaying the information to give their opponent because they know that somebody's going to be prepping for Swift on the defensive side, and if they let it out that he's not playing, then that's going to, like, they're just going to dial in on the backups. And it's like it was all it, it affects the game plan. It was. It, it, I think it happens all the time with all with this shit, and that's why it's kind of fucked up for fantasy reasons yeah. to be like, this guy's ruled you know questionable, so we can't put him on the IR. But you knew this guy's never gonna fucking play. Like, <clears throat> I don't know. What it's did all Antonio fucked, Brown do today? I think he did some damage. I think he had a TD or something. Definitely over ten points. Of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> Waiver number two. There it is. See, you and I would have been one and two on that waiver wire if those fuckwads wouldn't have touched those players. Well, I That's mean, garbage, even with that. That fucking rule is bullshit. I mean, even with it, though, I mean, I don't know how – well, Ronald Jones, I think, did end up going off. but um, Yeah, he did. He would have gotten better than Latavius Murray, like I predicted. There is always the possibility that, you know, you get those first waivers and they just – they're a bust. But either way – I, I, True, I mean, if you're playing but we knew for, what was going down. Yeah. When Fournette yeah, yeah, is yeah. out, I mean, when Chris Godwin tears an ACL, you know those two players are going to be primary targets. That's common sense, yeah. man, right? No, it, any idiot knows that. You know, it's yeah. not like and you and it, I are it, the bottom line garbage is, on the – Yeah, yeah. And, and if, you're, if you're in the playoffs playing for the pot, you just – you should have first dibs. It doesn't matter if they're going to be bust or not. Like, you should have the first choice at whatever's fucking there. Yep. So – but, I don't know. Hopefully the panel dude, will do something about I mean, that. Oh, that's going to happen. That's going to happen, 100%. Justin over there, I mean, 
you are benefiting from the fact that he had a couple of running backs that he did not put in that did pretty well. I mean, he didn't play uh, he didn't play somebody yesterday who went off like Sony two, Michelle. two of his running backs. Sony Michelle, yeah. Sony Michelle got like thirty nine or some shit. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. looking at it right Which, now. Which he hasn't done yeah. shit all year. He hasn't done shit all year. I don't blame Justin for not putting him in. I mean, it's like, yeah. what do you expect? All they do is throw. Yep. Yeah. He put the ooh. And I'm surprised. You know what, what's going to hurt Justin? I'm looking at it right now. What's going to hurt Justin is putting Russell Gage in the flex at the last minute, and he only put in. He only got five points. Well, that should cancel out my Mattis or my uh, my fucking Latavius Murray then. But so still, got- my flex should have had thirty. 29.05 is what um, Amon Ross St. Brown had. I should have fucking had him in that spot. Dude, well, it's going to come down to it. It's going to oh, well. come down to it. It's going to come down to it. Yeah. I need Just, that tight you know, end, dude, Schultz to score a couple TDs tonight. Dude, it could happen. It could happen. So I mm-hmm. think this matchup, no. it's going to be like, dude, this is going to be a photo finish, man. I, I think it's going to come right down to like Monday That's Night Football. That's what's great like, about it, dude, because – yeah. Well, it's funny, like you said, looking at Justin, his roster, and the shit that he does, like leaving shit blank until the fucking last minute, empty spots. That's all strategy. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. Because it doesn't really matter, but yeah, I'm used to it fucking with your head because he does it every week. You look, and it's like, gonna... oh, he waits till the fucking last minute. Waits till the last minute, dude, to put guys in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to ask him if that's strategy because I've noticed he does it quite a bit. There, it has to be. There's no There's no way it's not because he put Tyreek Hill in as soon as that fucking COVID protocol cleared. I watched it. And then he still left the other spot blank. Yeah. Dude, it's totally strategy. He thinks it's a mind fuck or something. That's pretty smart, but it's not going to work against me or you. <laughs> Dude, dialed in. <laughs> Eyes on the prize. Dude, it's, this, is, uh, this is Rocky, man. I'm going to, like... This is back up against the ropes. We're taking hits, to, like, you know, bloody nose, bloody face. You know, just got to keep bouncing in the ring. You know, all that matters, you get a TKO in that last minute. Just just got to keep Dude, on fighting, man. This is fucking Drago style, man. I'm trying here. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Can the seventh seed pull yeah, it off? I don't know, dude. I didn't even expect this. So I, I guess I just take take what I can get but when you start feeling it and you're on a roll you're like wait a minute man I could win this whole fucking thing and then you make a stupid mistake by you know not putting in St. Brown like I should have but dude any other person would have started fucking someone else come on Kev we know that Tim Boyle is not a quarterback he's garbage dude everything was pointing to the Cardinals having an offensive explosion and and like Christian Kirk having a lot of catches he just didn't do that good, and I don't know what the fuck is going on with the Cardinals' offense. Like, they do not look like the Cardinals right now. No, but. because all they do with, with, with DeAndre Hopkins being out, all they're doing is running fucking read options and shit, and it's like, that's not going to win you a game against the Colts. I mean, it might win you a game against Detroit or fucking Jacksonville, but I didn't see him yeah. throw the ball at all to any of those outside receivers, hardly at all last night. Yeah, that shows and they you were how valuable D-Hop I mean, is. Yeah, I mean, A.J. Green and Christian Kirk were getting open last night. I watched that whole game. I mean, I was just like, yeah. I couldn't believe it. All these fucking run plays and all this bullshit screen pass. It's like, dude, even without Darius Leonard, the Colts are going to sniff that shit out. They have a good D-line. You know so, what? We still got time. You know, maybe David Montgomery or whatever the fuck his name is for the Bears won't do shit today. 
Maybe he won't because they're playing Seattle, and the Dude. Bears are garbage, man. They're fucking terrible. Uh, I don't know if you flipped on that TV. It's a fucking snowball, so there's usually not a lot of offense in those games. But no, I haven't looked. Um, but it's it's funny because you get all these Chicago fans who think the Bears are so fucking good. I do think the Lions are actually better than Chicago, even with less wins. Right now, they're a better fucking football team. Chicago's they're, terrible, they're, and Matt Nagy's ass is going to be on a fucking platter here in a couple of weeks. He sucks. I fucking hate Chicago more than any team, dude. I hate him. Fucking hate him with the passion. This is this is great material for the pod, and we got some some matchups to keep seeing how they play out. And uh, dude, good luck out there, bro. Yeah. Thanks, man. Good luck to all the other fellows, dude. Uh, yeah, Justin's cool, dude. He's funny when he, when you watch his lineup shit, man. That kind of it makes me chuckle because I know he's doing it on purpose. So my hope will be he'll he'll admit <laughs> that, and I think it'd be legit. Our theory will ring true. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes, dude. All right, Fuck bro. Fuck yes. So after I get off the phone, I immediately tried to call Justin. This call is being recorded. Go and leave a message, and I'll give you a call back as soon as I can. Thanks. So... I wanted to check in with Justin just to see where his head was at with this matchup. I mean, I also wanted to know what's up with this strategy that we noticed that he doesn't always set the lineup. I did send him a text. We'll see if he gets back to me. Well, he did end up getting back to me, but not on that specific topic just yet. He responded, about the time the afternoon games were wrapping up, Tyreek Hill only had three points, Jalen Hurts, 23, David Montgomery, 25. I mean, he had about a 20-point lead, but this is what he said to me. Just check the score. Looks like I fucked up my shot. I'll be back next year. So I tr- responded by trying to tell him he still had a chance. But his response was, Reek didn't even need to play because the Steelers are that fucking shitty. So this game is over. So I did also have to ask what made him go with Russell Gage in the flex and not use Jeff Wilson over Sony Michelle. His response, Titans run defense for Wilson potential ball share issues with the Rams, and also, I wanted to lose to the team that wasn't in the playoff position but had the most points. So we know from last week, one big part of Justin's strategy that he told us was making sure that Montgomery eats and that Jefferson eats. If, if Justin can eat and Montgomery can eat. In this matchup, Tyreek did not eat. That was probably the difference in the game. Joe was pretty pissed he didn't get a Monroe St. Brown in the game, but 22 points from Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz and 25 from Jalen Waddle, those were the daggers that took all the food off the table for Justin. DeBeau fucking wins this matchup 159 to 126. He advances to his third ever championship game. Justin advances to his fourth ever third place game. Number one, Radke versus number four, Mazel Tov Cocktails. Now, this is the game Radke can't seem to get past, that second-round game that takes you to the championship. Me, myself, I mean, I'm pretty much in uncharted territory at this point. So, in this matchup, my first dilemma came early on Thursday night football. A.J. Brown was finally activated after many weeks in the IR. He was going up against the 49ers, and by the way, activated just hours before kickoff. I mean, am I really going to throw him straight into a high-stakes matchup of this magnitude? You're damn right I am. I know that the physical brand of football that the Tennessee Titans play, there's no way that he doesn't come out there and just try to punch someone in the fucking mouth. And that's exactly what he did. He went off for 32, 
best game of the year for him. At this point, I was feeling quietly confident. Didn't want to say shit to Radke, but I mean, as I'm looking at his matchups, I'm starting to feel really good. I mean, the Ravens, they suddenly are starting a third string quarterback. And I figured, I mean, there's no way Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown are going to go off this week. Then on Christmas Day, the Packers versus the Browns, Cardinals versus the Colts. The Browns, they managed to keep A.J. Dillon out of the end zone. He still finished with 10 points. Now, I was set to unleash James Conner, but I didn't feel that good about it. I knew Chase Edmonds is back, and Conner is sort of milking his ankle injury, but figured the Arizona offense is one of the best in the NFL. But then I was suddenly reading this article that was boldly predicting Devin Singletary to go off. I was legit mixed up on who to start in this flex. But when Connor got ruled out like an hour before game time, that decided it for me. I mean, thank God, because Singletary did indeed have his best game of the season. He put up 20 points against that lockdown Patriots defense. The Bills finally established a running game in what happened to be the biggest AFC East divisional game in decades. That felt good as a Bills fan, but what didn't feel good was T-fucking-Higgins. I mean, of all the players I could be scared of on Radke's roster, T-fucking-Higgins. He was not on my radar. Nevertheless, T-Higgins laid down a fantasy performance for the ages, 44.4 points. That shit stopped me in my tracks like, oh shit, this might be Radke's year. And if this ended in a tie, that 44.4 points would give the tiebreaker to him since at this point my best player of the morning games at least was Josh Allen. He had 44.3 points, one-tenth of a point difference. I'm thinking this is how how much I'm going to lose by. I texted Radke late in the Bengals game. I asked if T. Higgins could just maybe pump the brakes a little bit. Radke said, ha ha ha, it's about time he gets his head out of his ass. He scored another TD after that conversation. Then at this point, Radke had 44 from T. Higgins, 27 from Mark Andrews. I had 44 from Josh Allen, 32 from A.J. Brown, 22 from Cooper Cup, 20 from Devin Singletary, even 17 from fucking Kyle Pitts. I could feel pretty good, but Radke still had Mahomes, Javante Williams, Antonio Gibson, all capable of stealing this game away. Mahomes was dominant. He started off on fire but he got pulled after scoring 30 points because this game was a total blowout. Same thing that funked Justin. Then, Javante Williams, he scores 10 points. It was all on Antonio Gibson in the night game going against my Cowboys defense. Gibson got a TD early, but you saw that fucking score. The Cowboys defense ends up going off for 30 points, Gibson only 15. Now, Kamara, he was playing on Monday Night Football. He only gave me 10 points. That didn't mean shit. The final fucking score here ended up being 201 to 158. Radke has been eliminated for the second year in a row after the first round bye. I mean, 158 points is not a lack of points. He did have 29 the bench from Chase Edmonds. He built a squad, though, that puts up points. It just wasn't enough this year. Maybe it's destiny, but the Mazel Tov cocktails advanced to their first ever championship game. Radke is now playing in the third place game for the third year in a row. Across the way in the loser's bracket, number 12 seed Shane versus number 11 seed Chris versus number 7 seed Ryan. All three of these squads trying to find some redemption after a fucked up season by winning back their $250. All they had to do was score the most points in this matchup, basically just like any other week. But this is a three-way. Ryan, Chris, and Shane, they all started the week naked and stepped into the same hot tub. Shane, he couldn't bring Dalvin Cook into the hot tub because he got COVID. Now Chris, 
he couldn't bring Ramondre Stevenson into the hot tub. Same thing, COVID. But Ryan held nothing back as he sat down real smug-like, just letting it all hang out. He immediately started making bubbles on Saturday with 34 from Devontae Adams. Chris started making some noise on Saturday as well with 35 from Nick Chubb. Then Sunday comes around. Shane scoops up Rex Burkhead to replace Dalvin Cook. He ends up going off for 38. He also got 24 from Justin Herbert. But then the scoring tapered off for him, and he finished with 113 points. Now, Chris, he looked around in the hot tub and stood up and started shaking his wiener around. 35 from Damian Harris. 21 from Antonio Brown. 14 from Brandon Ayuk. So Ryan sees this. He wasn't about to to just be punked like that. So he stands up and he starts shaking his wiener around. He gets 19 from Zeke Elliott, 21 from Amari Cooper, 13 from Hunter Renfro. This matchup came down to Monday Night Football. Chris blew his load, so he's sitting there at 146 points. Ryan's got two up playing against the Saints defense. He needed 25 to win. He ends up getting 14. So Chris wins by 10 points. He walks away from the hot tub as a loser's bracket champion and $250 richer. The Toilet Bowl matchup. Number eight, Andrew and Pollock versus number nine, Jamie. These guys remember each other. They made history a year ago as the first ever seven seed versus five seed championship game. Of course, the seven seed won that game. So it's pretty crazy to think that Andrew and Pollock didn't remember that. And quite frankly, were ready to reach into Jamie's ass and pull out his heart. Pollock, he snuck up behind Jamie's knees and hit the ground. Andrew, he pushed Jamie into his chest and he falls down into the dirt. Then his pants fell down. And that's what Andrew and Pollock were waiting for. Jamie only got one point from James Robinson, nine points from Cordell Patterson. He did get 44 from Dak Prescott. But Buffalo expectations were too busy laughing at their clever prank. They shit on Jamie here. 28 from Rashad Penny, 19 from Ronald Jones, two players that they would not have gotten in next year's waiver rules. But they win this 130 to 120. The defending champ has fallen pretty fucking hard. It's time to say goodbye to the trophy, my friend. Andrew and Pollock, they avoid the last place punishment and lock up the number two pick in next year's draft. Jamie, he's about to be punished, but he did lock up the number one draft pick for 2022. So this is it. The semifinal matchups are over. Now we got a game to determine third place and to determine this year's motherfucking champion. In the third place game, we got number one, Radke versus number three, Justin. This cousin rivalry game has taken place five times. Justin leads the series three to two after winning earlier this year, 125 to 106. This is the first time they meet in the playoffs. Radke is now in his third straight third place game and he's won third place money two years in a row. Justin is playing in his fourth ever third place game. He's undefeated in third place games. Radke is also undefeated in third place games. Somebody's got to lose this week. But oh yeah, what's at stake here other than bragging rights? $500 for third place. Not too shabby. The season ends this Sunday night for these two squads. No Thursday night games this week. But the Minnesota Green Bay game on Sunday night. Justin Jefferson versus A.J. Dillon. Third place will be determined by those two on Sunday night. So if I had more time and I could pull it off, I would have tried to do a three-way call with Radke and Justin. But instead, I got some text messages. One I got from Justin addressed the question that I asked him, which was, 
Hey dude, I gotta ask you a question that's gonna come up in the pod. Do you intentionally wait till the last minute on Sunday mornings to set your lineup as a strategy to fuck with your opponent's mind? His response was, yes sir, lol. I also asked him if he had any comments about his matchup with his cousin this week. His response was yes. Third place is the second loser, and I'm coming for the chip next year. In my text with Radke, he shared how it sucks major balls to be the number one seed and losing the second round after the first round by two years in a row. But he was a good sport. He said it is what it is, the luck of the draw, and he actually wished me good luck next week. He also shared that he hates fucking losing to Justin. So this should be a good one. Here's a quick moment of stats that I'm going to put in your butt. So I brought this up last week. A four seed has never made it to the championship game, but now history has been made. It's pretty fucking bonkers that we made a rule to give the number one seed a first round bye two years ago. In both years, it's been Radke, and he hasn't won that second round game. Pretty sure number one seeds won more games when they didn't have the first round bye. I mean, should we just go back to the eight teams? I mean, I'm kidding, though. I do like seven. Even though Radke lost this week, he does still immediately get that opportunity to play for third place money and still win money. At this point, nothing is worse than losing in the first round. But anyways, I digress. This championship matchup is the first time we've ever seen a four seed play a seven seed. The seven seed is no stranger to the championship game. The seven seed has won the league three times now. Jeff Webb started the trend in 2017. Ryan copied in 2018. Jamie had the honors last year in 2020. The seven seed is undefeated 3-0 in championship games. So the odds are DeBoe is going to pull off the late season magic. But as far as this third place game goes, that's a fucking toss up. The number one seed has won it once. The three seed has won it once. The four seed has actually won it the most in third place games here. The fourth seed has won it three times. Now, gentlemen, these stats have been brought to you today by HebrewStatTracker.com. Hooking it up fat with the stats. Number four, Mazel Tov Cocktails versus number seven, Danimals. Now, right off the bat, there's a lot of juice behind this matchup. It's never happened before. I've never played Debo in the playoffs, and this is my first championship game. This will be the third title game for Debo. He's one and one in championship games. He's seven and four all time playoff record. My playoff record has improved to two and five. I have to say, even though Joe is the team that crawled out of the dungeon to go in this improbable playoff run, I still feel like I'm the underdog here. Yes, I did finish the season with 2,286 points, the most ever scored in a season, but my team has never let me go into a matchup feeling that confident. My guys have been inconsistent. They have one good week, and then the next week, they just fucking suck. I mean, Alvin Kamara, for example, he's honestly not that good. Elijah Mitchell, he's better than him. And now, I gave Elijah Mitchell to DeBoe, and just in time, he's healthy this week to stick it in my ass. Najee Harris, he's been getting lucky at the end of games. Honestly, the first three quarters, he seems pretty average. Honestly, it just pisses me off. But as it turns out, Najee Harris is going to end up playing a key role for me in this championship game. He's the last player playing for both squads in the Steelers versus Browns Monday Night Football game. Maybe if he can win me the trophy, I'll consider keeping him next year. But right now, 
honestly not convinced. Now, this is absolutely going to be a close game. I can't see how it's not going to be fucking close. The championship games in the past have not been very close. The closest championship game ever was in 2015, Taylor vs. Justin, 31-point difference. Most of the rest of the title games have been 50, 60, and even 90-point differences, so not very close. But one reason I know this game's going to be close is Joe and I are number one and number two in points scored. And this is only the second time that that's ever happened. The other time was in 2015 when Taylor played Justin, which is also the closest title game amongst current league members. Taylor was the first in scoring that year. Justin was second in scoring. But 37 point difference isn't even that close, to be honest. I mean, this could be way closer than that. This could be the first ever title game to go to a tiebreaker. That's the potential craziness that I'm predicting in this matchup. This fucking matchup represents the culmination of all the decisions everyone in this league has made dating back to the draft in August, each decision influencing a random numerical outcome. This matchup is the results. It is what we got out of the millions and various probabilities, the Mazel Tov cocktails versus the Danimals, the fucking Kamish versus Debo. Now, I do hold the all-time series record here 5-3. to three. Now, if one of us is Rocky Balboa, I want to say that it's me. I got the strength of a champion. Debo is arguably more like Rocky this season. He came out of the dungeon. He stole the last playoff spot and fights his way to the championship game. Is this game going to be like Rocky versus Rocky? Is that even possible? Regardless of who's Rocky here, someone new is going to be taking home the illustrious fucking hardware after this week. Now, throughout the playoffs, I have not wanted to speak to my opponents, but at this point, I guess you could say I'm a little bit more loose. The biggest obstacle for me was just getting past that first fucking round. Now, I mean, I'm just like, fuck it, let's go. So anyways, here's a call with Debo previewing this championship fucking game for your enjoyment. <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> Here we are. If it's not Joseph fucking DeBoe, man. we are. Kevin motherfucking Levine. Dude, when this fucking season started, do you think we'd be right here where we are? No. I, uh, I, I don't know. I had a sour taste in my mouth from last year. So, Dude. but, uh, we're here because of excellent drafting, solid moves, um, just overall smartness and legendary status in the league. That's why we're here. I've been here before, Dude. though, Kev. I don't know about you. No, no, no. I, I have not been here before. So, I mean, this is like That's familiar territory special, for you. Brother. I was thinking about which one of us is more like Rocky Balboa here. And it definitely seems like I'm a newcomer to a championship game. But, I mean, your story is pretty Rocky-esque this year coming out of the dungeons uh, with the seventh seed and getting to the championship game. So, I don't know. What do you think? I do agree with that. And I think that um, I caught fire at the right time. Uh, Jonathan Taylor started out slow. Aaron Rodgers started out slow. I had no tight end all season. Um, those things played a significant role in me losing, I think. I mean, I didn't get blown out by anybody, but it would seem like, as evidenced by the points for, as it would seem like, though, everybody that I lost to had their, like, epic game of the season. Yeah, yeah. And you um, just plowed through people with the uh, Josh Allen hype train, dude, and all those points those guys <laughs> racked up, King Henry. <laughs> dude, 
The thing is, man, like my my squad would plow through people and and I'd be like, dude, my team is good. Like, fuck yeah. And then next week, just shit would fall apart. Like, I'm like, what the hell happened? Like, I don't think I put a string of wins together longer than three games. I don't know. Like, it's crazy to to be potentially good, but then like, I don't know which team's going to show up. And I guess injuries played a role in that. But I, I don't know. I was thinking potentially if one of us is Rocky, or maybe you're Apollo Creed. Oh, he dies, though. Wait, didn't he, he – he won the championship before Rocky showed up. So he was, like, already kind correct, of correct. Like but he was destroyed by Drago, Ivan Drago. Whatever he <laughs> destroys. He is the greatest <laughs> fighter in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking Drago, yeah, man. Yeah, I guess I'll I tell you what. Apollo because he was the original. He was the original. OG. Yeah. But I'm digging that, dude. Digging that, boy. No, man, this is this is pretty fucking cool, man, where that we're at this spot. So I will say, I'm gonna throw this Agreed. out there. Remember that little okay. bogus trade that everybody laughed at? Oh, with DK and Elijah Mitchell? Yeah. And, and yeah. Honestly, I was kinda like, dude, my season's over, fuck it. Um, I said DK was okay, but I said, you know what? You were sniffing around for a wideout. I didn't want to give up Jalen Waddle because your initial offer, I think, was uh, Dalton Schultz. And then who was the other cat you were going to give me? Um, I was gonna. I don't remember actually. Because you wanted Waddle, and you you thought, and then I said, you know what? Let me think about it for a day. And then I kind of looked around. I'm like, you know what, dude? I've got injuries at running back. DK Metcalf has been okay, but Russell Wilson's out. You know, remember all that? And I was like. I'll see, you know, maybe I'll offer Kev back DK for Dalton Schultz, who was basically nothing then. And then this kind of pinch hitter, Elijah Mitchell guy, who was kind of okay. And my rationale was you had James Conner going off. You had King Henry going off. And um, your third back is... Uh, Kamara. Yeah, Kamara. Yeah. Kamara. And so I was like, yeah, oh, maybe, maybe he'll take it. And we both looked at the numbers and it looked pretty fair, but then we gave it to the panel and they were all laughing at me like I had some shitbox deal coming back for DK Metcalf. And I'll tell you right now, I'm only in the finals because of that trade. Let me make that Dude. very clear again. I'm only here, I believe, because of that trade. <clears throat> and I'll tell you why. Dalton Word. Schultz has put up 20-something every week. I was getting zero from my tight end spot, nothing. And that guy's come alive. And then when Mitchell's in the lineup, he was getting 30, 35, 40 out of nowhere. So that guy was lucky there. But uh, anyway. Shit, man. Dude, I, I tell you what, that trade kills me because he's been outperforming Kyle Pitts. <laughs> and Elijah Mitchell is freaking stud. And I'm like, dude, that, like, if anything, that shit hurt me. Like, I almost lost because I made that trade. Like, that, that, that's a crazy point. That's a crazy point. But check it out, man. Dude, what if we do, like, a tail of the tape? Just take a look at this matchup and uh, what we got going on. Because at this point, I mean, Let's I think you you already told me DeAndre Swift is playing. So, I mean, there's no last-minute substitutions or strategy. Like, we already know our starting lineup. We do. And That's I think um, this will be a very cool call to kind of go over what we're dealing with here. Because ESPN has proje projections of, like, who's going to do what. They've got you favored by 9.2 right now. And uh, I'm looking at this here on the big screen. I, man, I don't use the desktop for this very often. I'm always on the app. Um, so you want to start off, dude, and we'll just kind of like ad-lib this shit yeah. together or what? 
Yeah, I mean, all right, if we look at – check it out, right at quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen. I would say that this is a wash. I would say that just because ESPN's giving the advantage to Josh Allen, Atlanta defense, like there's there's no way to know. I mean, the Bills could put away the Falcons no. early, and, and he, they might just rest him. And then, I mean, the Minnesota defense is tough, but, I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers is a fucking horse. And if he has to play and if it becomes a meaningful game, he's going to be throwing TDs to the fourth quarter. I think it's a wash. What do you think? It is meaningful. Here's two things. One, he lost to Minnesota already once. And that was a bullshit loss, and he's pissed. Number two, he wants number one seed in the NFC. He's not going to back down this game. That doesn't mean he's going to outperform Josh Allen because Josh Allen's playing a terrible Atlanta team. I think they have more wins than they should. Atlanta sucks. Um, that's just my opinion, and their defense isn't yeah. very good. I do think both of those guys are going to go off, but I would call it a wash. I agree 100% there, a wash for sure. All right. Next, you got Jonathan Taylor going against LV and Alvin Kamara. I think that's an easy one. I don't think there's any other running back you could put in that slot that would take over Jonathan Taylor. That like That's advantage fucking Deboe right there. Yeah, for sure. I, I have no doubt. Um, and the reason being is because New Orleans in general has been unreliable this year. The quarterback yep. situation stinks. And yep. Kamara relies a lot on swing passes, screens. He's not getting those like he used to before, which kind of blows for you because nope. we thought in the preseason you make that trade, oh, Kamara, you know, he's the guy. And I was kind of yeah. not really sold on Jonathan Taylor, remember? But now – Taylor had a mediocre game last week against Arizona because all the offensive line were out with COVID. Well, they're all back now. Um, and Las Vegas is not as good of a team as uh, Arizona. So I will say I do agree, Jonathan Taylor, on that one. But Car- Kamara can surprise us, dude. They're playing Carolina, who blows. And they, I think they hate Matt Rule now. They hate the coach. And he's in hot, under hot water, in my opinion. Well, I haven't seen enough to so, give me enough confidence in Alvin Kamara, so – I mean, I I, I'll definitely I agree, give you that advantage. Yeah. All right. I dig it. Um, next, ESPN's giving the advantage to Najee Harris going against Cleveland and Elijah Mitchell at Houston. And I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say Elijah Mitchell. <laughs> I, I, I mean, dude, Elijah Mitchell is coming back from an injury that was like his fucking fingers or in a concussion, like nothing terrible. And Niners are still in the playoff hunt. They're going to destroy Houston. And they're not going yeah, to stop the until the they want to move court. up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're the number exactly. Exactly. They want to move up. Um, and yeah. there's no Jimmy Garoppolo, so he's going to get everything. Yep. So 100%, Jimmy Garoppolo's yeah. out. You knew that, right? I did not know. That. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah they're going. Yeah, Trey Lance is going to dance. Now Najee could do well. Okay, like uh, he's had some real good flashes. We'd either call this a wash, in my opinion, or Mitchell, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he'll do terrible. I, I mean, I think they're going to run him until the no. wheels fall off. But, like, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know that he's going to be that effective. Like, I'm not convinced. Agreed. So it looks like you're going to dominate the run game so far. Wide receiver one, A.J. Brown versus Jamar Chase. I will say. Not even close. I think I, A.J. Brown yeah, I think fucking murder. Yeah, it's not even close. <laughs> yeah. A.J. Brown is a stud, even though Chase is really good so far as a rookie. They're playing Kansas yeah. City. 
Um, that bothers me a little bit. But Joe Burrow's been showing up, but he always throws to that idiot Taj Boyd and those other douchebags when he should just sort of chase every play. <laughs> That's my opinion. Dude, tell me Brown, about that. He comes off, God, he comes off the IR, dude, and A.J. Brown was a absolute wrecking ball the other night. Yeah. I yeah. totally agree with you. That's your intention, no doubt. All right, I'll take the advantage there. So then wide receiver two, Cooper Cup, Jalen Waddle. That is a tough one. And because Jalen Waddle's been going off, but like, dude, Cooper Cup is arguably the MVP of fantasy. And I don't know, man, I think I'd have to give it to Cooper Cup in that situation. I I agree because I do think Baltimore is reeling a little bit. It's not going to be easy, though, because they have a very good pass rush and Matthew Stafford is trash when he has pressure. You saw what happened. They still won last week. He threw three picks and no touchdowns. And all the like, you will not win that way in the playoffs, dude. Matthew's shown his true colors. His team has kept him afloat the past two weeks. They should be 0-5 in the last five weeks, I think. They got lucky to beat Arizona with – when Arizona's reeling, right? Like, they got lucky to win yeah. that game, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I don't think he's very good. I don't think he's very good at all. And, and it's all going to depend on what is he going to do with Cooper Cup against the Baltimore Rush if he's going to throw – short little passes to him, which he kind of does, then I'm going to give the advantage to Cup for sure. But Jalen Waddle catches the same garbage, dude. If you saw the game Sunday night or Monday night. Yeah, yeah, dude, that was crazy. Don't, he had like 10 or 11 catches, dude, and like eight of them were like garbage. <laughs> but they're still PPR catches, right? Yeah, um, he's getting points. Cup for sure. Cup for sure. Cup for sure? Uh, I mean, I, like I it almost close. seemed like at least you I could say it it's close. a wash. I don't want to call that a wash. I do think you have the advantage because Cup has had the track record. Okay. But other caveat, Jalen Waddle's going for the rookie record for reception. Mm. He'll break Anquan Bolden's record, I think, if he gets eight or nine this game. Oh, dude, I, I, he's going to get it. Yeah. If it's not this but game, he'll get the it the next thing. game. Because it's game 16 and Bolden only played 16 games back in the day, I think they're going to want him to get it this game so it doesn't look like, ooh, you played an extra game. You know, that's oh, how you right, beat right, it. Right. Yeah. That's how he's going to try to do it. But same with Cooper Cup trying to break Calvin Johnson's record for yards. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. Uh, and Ooh, that's a 16-game season. I don't, know, I don't know how far away he is from Calvin, but I, don't, I know it's not that far. So, dude, we'll see, dude. It's, that's, gonna be, that's an interesting piece here to this final. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. And I, I like that you just dropped that science right there. That was dope. Um. All right, moving on I'm to the tight end position. We're, we're African scientists. Um, <laughs> no doubt. I had to do that for you, buddy. Dude, I appreciate tight end that, position, dude. I don't care what ESPN says. I'm going Dalton Schultz because I think he's playing Arizona. They're at yeah. home. He's been on fire. And Kyle Pitts has got to go against Buffalo, dude. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, not a good matchup for Kyle Pitts. I am not going in. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I think Dalton Schultz is going to take that. He's only projected. <clears throat> by what point five higher or point six higher than where Schultz is, but yeah. At the end of the day, I don't like his matchup against Buffalo. I just don't. I don't. Yeah, I think I think, I think he has he's yeah. gonna get like five points I, or something. I, He'll get like three catches for forty yards or some bullshit. Like yeah. Yeah, like he does to you often. Um Yeah, exactly. You know, the other two Arizona's in big trouble right now, man. Um, yeah, they are. And Dallas is on fire. They want the one seed now. Remember, they're trying to get again. They're trying to chase Green Bay. So that's the other thing there. That's the Dude. other thing. So we'll have to see. Them. Yeah, 
Anyway, yeah, I, so, I think Schultz by a little bit, not by a million miles, but by a little bit. Well, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. So then in the flex spot, DeAndre Swift against Seattle and Devin Singletary against Atlanta. And I'm going to say DeAndre Swift. I mean, if he's back, Detroit's been humping it, and you, like they're just going to do what they do. They're going to do dump passes. They're going to run in the ball. I don't know, man. What do you think? And I do think Seattle's defense is very porous, as evidenced by what Chicago did. And I'll tell you right now, the Chicago Bears are worse than the two 11-1 Detroit Lions. Book it. I'll argue that with anybody. Chicago is trash. Matt Nagy is <laughs> the worst coach in Chicago fans are the fucking worst. They're garbage. Justin Fields is going to be a bust. Andy Dalton sucks. Montgomery's a good player, but they don't have a good offensive line, really. Um, they got some decent dudes like that number 11 guy. Who's that fast fuck, that number 11 guy? I think that's Daryl um, Mooney. Yeah, yeah. Mooney, he's pretty good. Um, yeah. But anyways, you know, Seattle had a lot of trouble with that team, and they're not that good. So I do give yeah. DeAndre the edge. However – the hard thing's going to be is how many touches is he going to get being out for four games? I don't know, but Campbell today said he's going to work them. He's like, he'll get to rest after the last game of the season is what he said. So, <laughs> so, Damn. so I don't know. There's only two games left, so we'll see. But I do say I agree with Swift there on that one. Not by a million either, though. It might just be a little bit. Well, I mean, a victory is a victory. I mean, point, one point, it all adds up, my, my man. So, then Eagles oh, defense versus oh, Washington. And right now I have Cowboys in there against Arizona. I am going to tell you I'm going to flop that. That's going to be Tampa Bay against the New York Jets. Okay, then I give you the advantage there if you make that move. I was going to ask yeah. you if you were going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Arizona's fucking reeling, and the Cowboys defense is dominating. But, I mean, that just seems like, I don't know, dude. If I, if I can take candy from a baby, I'll, I'll do that one. Yeah, dude, the Buccaneers are playing fucking the New York Jets. They're terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Shout out to Tim. <laughs> it's funny because uh, I definitely give you the advantage on that, even though Philly's D's been really good and Washington blows. But I, Tampa and New York Jets, it's a no-brainer shoe-in. Dude, and do we even have to say kickers? I mean, kickers. No, that's I, a I'm, I'm, I'm called. It's a wash. I'm ready to bag kickers, and like I, I don't know what they contribute. It's like, dude, what the hell? I don't know. No, we bag a kicker on the panel and vote for another flex. That's what I think we. Yeah, I think that'd be dope. I do think that would be dope. So check it out. I'm gonna look back at our. Here's our analysis. Here's our scientific work that we just put in right now. We got freaking wash at quarterback. Both running backs advantage you. Both wide receivers advantage me. Tight end advantage you. Flex advantage you. Defense advantage me. Kickers a wash. I mean, let's just say, dude, is this going to be the first ever (laughs) fucking tie? Like tiebreaker come down to MVP. Okay, so tiebreaker comes down to MVP. Who's going to be the MVP of this game? Whoever has the most points, right? Yep. Oh, the MVP? Um, I think Jonathan Taylor's going to go for 50 or 60 points, in my opinion. Yeah. So and that's for you, I think right Cooper Cup will probably get 40. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I can see that. I think one of those guys will decide this whole thing. If, we, if it ended in a tie, it's going to be dependent yeah. upon Taylor and Cooper Cup, in my opinion. I don't think – I don't know that for sure, but I just – that's what I would feel. 
that's where it would draw the line. Dude, I'm with you, bro. I, it's going to be a hell of a hell of a matchup, bro. It's going to be a heavyweight fucking matchup for decades. I think it's going to be one of the closest games that this fantasy league has ever seen, dude. I'm stoked. Dude, I'm 100% because I honestly, this is a very close matchup. And I never thought that weeks ago. Not even close. But this is absolutely draw. Like, I, would, I could draw a line in the sand right down the middle on this. Agreed, man. I, like, there's been some championship games that are like, just kind of, they turn out to be just kind of blowouts. It's going to, it's going to be all the drama. It's going to come down to Najee on Monday Night Football. Dude, like, that's pretty much it. Last guy left, right? Last guy left. So, oh, you, you no. have to sh- you're, dude, you're going to have to shoot your shot, bro, and get a nice little lead that Najee's going to have to crawl me out of. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I got to do it quick on a Sunday. Let's go. No doubt, dude. Like, you're going to fucking lay me out and put me up against the ropes. I'm going to be, like, sitting there, like, you know, like, bleeding out of the mouth. And, like, you know, they're going to start counting. One, two, three. And, like, right before it gets to ten, I'm going to shake that shit off. And I'm going to get up, and I'll have to punch you in the goddamn mouth. And we'll see what the fuck happens. <laughs> That's right. Dude, real real quick about the bench before we before we close this legendary call. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I that. have wild cards on the bench here. Let's not forget this. Okay. Because we still have a to see if something happens. I've got Amon Ross St. Brown, who's been on fire, sitting on the bench. Yes. You have Connor, who may be back. Could um, be back. The question is, do you think we make any last-minute swaps? Yeah, good question. Good question. I'm going to say I don't think Connor is going to be swapped because it is the Cowboys' defense – which has been playing lights out, and yep. he's going to have to share time with Chase Edmonds. I think I'm probably not going to touch him. Good call. And for me, the, the St. Brown thing, this is a little bit more tricky, I think. The reason I'm questioning is because of DeAndre Swift being out for so long. Uh, is he going to get a load, or are they going to still run these other guys? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Amon Raz, the safety for these guys so but he was the safety net I think because Swift was out is my in my opinion I think that's why he was getting all these looks that's the thing so for me what would change my lineup is if for some reason Elijah Mitchell is not going to play and I don't know it says he's playing but I don't know for sure and if he's not then I know what I have to do I got to put St. Brown in flex and put Swift in RB2 that'd be some shit man that'd be some shit I mean it's not a it's not a bad play yeah it's not a bad – you know how that is when you're mentally kind of trying to think about what to do. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I'm pumped, though. This is about what it's, this is what it's about, man. Dude, fuck yeah, man. I love it. Like, we're going to have to obviously talk on game day and drink some beers. And yeah. fuck yeah, man. May, may gotta, the best sparks to win. That's right. May the best sparks to win. I wonder if Bunis knows that word. Um <laughs> I bet he does, Dad. I bet he does. I know he does. <laughs> Dude, this is dope. We got to figure out, though, what to do about streaming and stuff on Sunday, but it'll be all good. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we're totally there yet. That could be really dope to do, like, live streaming video, like, real time, like like what the Pat McAfee show is doing right now. That's some pretty cool shit. If we yep. can figure that out, I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we do some of that action. Dopeness. It would be the shit, dude. I'm loving it. All right, brother. Well, I uh, we could probably go on for a while, but this pod's going to be like a fucking hour. So 
dude. Yep. Fucking good luck this week. Um, congrats on getting to the championship game. It's going to be fun duking this shit out with you, man. That's right. Same to you, buddy. Congrats on finally getting there and finally winning a playoff game, actually, dude. All the work you put into this <laughs> shit, missing one was kind of shitty. Um, so, honestly, dude, I, I, it'd be dope if you did win the whole thing. I think that would be well-deserved. Um, but there is a little secret, though, that uh, we'll tell the guys after this match is over about our fantasy draft next year. I'll just throw that little carrot out there. Ooh, ooh. Nice, nice little teaser there. We'll have to Keep everybody on the toes for that one. They better be. I like it. I like it. All right, brother. This is excellent, man. Let's do it. Fuck yeah, bro. I'll see you out there, homie. Gentlemen, it's been a hell of a fucking season. After this week, stay tuned for next year's rules, the buy-ins and all that shit. I'm also going to be collecting free agent money soon. That's pretty fun. Next year's draft. Fucking get there. All this gangster-ass cool shit. Put it in your butt. And smoke it. Commish out. Hold on again.